Hello and welcome back to Jake's World, episode 65 of Jake's World, presented by the Nuance Magazine. I'm your host, Jake Sawinski, and today is Wednesday, April 21st, and I hope you all had a wonderful holiday yesterday. I sadly cannot partake, so hope you guys blazed up in honor of me and did some for me. You certainly didn't, but that's okay. Um, before we get into the stuff from this week, I just want to say that I'm an absolute mush brain. Last week, I did the show, and I totally forgot to mention DMX. Um, DMX was awesome. I mean, X going to give it to you. Rough Riders Anthem. I mean, a steeple of any early 2000s workout playlist, football playlist, anything, right? If you're throwing weights around, DMX is on that playlist. And uh, sad to see that guy go. I mean, he struggled with addiction and um, had a heart attack because of that. And, you know. Sun Life Support, all that. I mean, everybody knows what happened, but I mean, he seemed like a good dude, too. I mean, good deeds go a long way, and it was sad to see someone like that go. Now, another guy that some people aren't too sad, aren't too sad to see go, was Bernie Madoff. He passed away in prison last week as well. I'm not sure if it was the same day. Well, I mean, I think DMX happened over the weekend, but, um, it was within a few days of each other. Now, this guy was a scumbag. (laughs) I mean, defrauding billions of dollars worth in a Ponzi scheme, the best Ponzi scheme in the history of mankind, is no good deed. The exact opposite of the first example, but a deed that has to be respected, because, I mean, he defrauded billions of dollars from people. In a Ponzi scheme. Of course a Ponzi scheme being. um, You taking an investment from someone. And needing to find new investors. To give the returns. To your initial investors. And so person one. Gives you $100,000. And then. Person two gives you a hundred thousand dollars, and you promise a portion of that first hundred thousand, or the second hundred thousand dollars to person one. You're doing so well; they don't take it out; they let it go, and it grows and grows and grows. And you need to find new investors to pay off the previous, and it gets messy, right? But uh, he finally got caught, and he got sentenced to pr- prison stay. His health was deteriorating in prison, and he passed away from, I believe, it was. I mean, he was like 82, but whatever. I mean, he was a scumbag. But you got to respect a brilliant Ponzi scheme, I guess. I mean, by no means am I condoning his actions, but definitely a notable figure for sure. Um, Let me look real quick. I need to, like, get back into the actual, you know, doing notes. In my hand, not on my phone. Um, 
that's everything from last week. Yeah. Okay. One more. Oh, fucking Prince Philip too. Jesus, chick. I see. I'm a mush brain. Like, I know this is so relatable that you know, especially when you're young, right? And you just get into that first job. And you're kind of adjusting your routine from your college ways, right? And, you know, within a couple of years, right? And then you're, like, you're hustling at the office. And then you come home and you're like, I don't feel like doing anything. And it's like the same thing over and over and over and over again. And then you live it up on the weekends and you feel like shit Monday and Tuesday. And then it's just a cycle. I'm in the middle of that cycle. Brain fog, real thing. But, um, anyways. Helen McRory. Um, she passed away from a battle with cancer. And if you do not know who she is, um, she's an English actress. Uh, she was married to Damien, Damien Lewis. He's in, uh, Billions, that Showtime show, like with the hedge fund stuff. Um, he played Captain Winners in Band Brothers, that HBO miniseries. Um, she was... <clears throat> And Polly on Peaky Blinders, one of my favorite shows out there right now. She did a fantastic job on the show. And um, if you have completed the first five seasons of Peaky Blinders, and, I mean, you're up to date with what's going on, season six is going to be pretty wild because I'm not sure if they finished filming it yet or if it's in, like, production, you know, post-recording production. I'm not sure what's going to happen, so... I mean, she was a fantastic actress, too. I mean, I think she was in, like, the Harry Potter films. I think she played uh, one of the Death Eaters. Uh, Lestrang? Bellatrix Lestrang? Is that her name? Lestrang? I don't fucking know. Not huge into Harry Potter. But uh, she was 52. It's like, Jesus. And then it's just sad. A lot of deaths last week kind of sucked. Um, yeah, whatever. Um, okay. They were, <clears throat> there's three, uh, two or three big things that I really want to talk about today. First of all, Jake Paul fight. I did not watch this fight, but, um, we had some buzz in our group chat about it the week before. Um, I'm not a huge boxing guy, especially when it comes to, you know, celebrities doing it. Like, I think I've bought one fight before. I watched Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather. I That was in, what, 2017? That was actually a good fight. Some guy I never knew how to box, knew Floyd was going to win, money team. But that was at least, <clears throat> you know, entertaining, right? But um, I don't like Jake Paul. I don't like Logan Paul. I think they're gigantic tools. But. Pains me to say. <clears throat> but I will say it. You gotta respect what he's doing. And I do. Um, <clears throat> <coughs> excuse me. Um, he knows. That. Uh, people are. Gonna. Buy these fights right. Some pay per view. I think it was a $50 pay per view. Sold like 1.14, 1.4, something like that, million pay-per-views. $50 a pop, you're looking at, you know, 60, 70, 
million dollars. That's a lot of dough. And, uh, I mean, I, he won the fight, and I, I think he won by knockout in the first round. Wasn't uh, a very competitive fight, but leading up to it, how could you expect it would? Be, how could you expect it to be, right? Um, there's a picture of Ben Askren. That's the guy who he fought. And uh, Jesus, did he sit on the couch and just eat potato chips and drink beer? I mean, what a fat body! If you put a bet on Ben Askren to win that fight beforehand, you had to be so sad seeing the way in. <laughs> like, oh man, just. Looking at looking at that guy get up to the scale, and uh, seeing his love handles in his gut, you just gotta be like, "Oh man, did I really do that? I'm an idiot. My money's gone." And sure enough, it was. <laughs> sure enough, it was. But um, I mean, aside from that, I heard some things about like the commentary, like. There were a ton of guys talking, like, you know, doing the commentary with the undercard or whatever, and it was just really weird. Like, Oscar De La Hoya was, like, super high, and, you know, talking about that weedy smoke with Snoop Dogg, and I mean, Snoop Dogg's cool, right? I mean, everything he does, people genuinely like. I mean, he's a cool person, and, uh, I don't know, like, I heard mixed things about that, I guess. I mean, some people thought it was cool and interesting, you know, to kind of hear the lax conversation going on but then like De La Hoya was kind of beating a dead horse I guess but whatever um I don't I didn't hear much about the undercard stuff either and um I don't know just boxing is not really my thing especially when it's not real boxing but then again it's like I don't know, boxing's, to me, it's one of those things that, like, you can manipulate it pretty well, I guess, to a point, right? Some people said uh, Askren took a dive. Did he? I mean, probably. He didn't show up ready to fight. And uh, Big Payday would, you know, you'd think about it. Why should I get my face caved in? And just take a paycheck. And when I can just do that, right? Like, why would I actually fight if I don't have to? All I have to do is say, oh, oh fall over. I'm, oh, I'm hurt. Like, something's wrong. Whatever. But, um. <coughs> fuck, I got coughed today. Um, Jake Paul takes it super seriously. And you can tell he does. Like, he can box. Which is, like, why I'm giving him some credit. Like, I don't really like him or his brother. But he's into it. He wants to be a pro fighter. And, I mean, you can... If people are buying it, you can kind of control the narrative a little bit, right? I mean, only ask people who you know you can beat in a ring to fight you. And if people are going to buy it, well, why wouldn't you do that, right? And that's exactly what they're doing. But it's strange because I think he could actually do it. Like, he takes it seriously. Like, he trains every single day. He's not huge by any means. I think he's short, but I think he's a big dude because of the training and the lifting and, you know, the sparring and practice. But, like, I don't know. It's... It feels weird talking about it because, like, I really don't like him. I think he's a douchebag. 
I think his brother's a douchebag. They're part of that, you know, TikTok generation. I mean, they started out their YouTube channel, and, you know, they've gotten in hot water over that multiple times. I, I just think they're dickheads, but I don't know. Like, no matter what he does, I won't like him. But, I mean, I respect what he's doing, I guess. I mean, he wants to at least give the illusion that he's able to box and become a pro fighter, but I don't know. It's kind of weird. But, um... Did not watch it. Clearly, you can tell based on that the summary of what I just said. But I'm just not a fool either. It's like, um, why would I willingly buy something that's gonna suck, right? As I mean, those fights are never really good. Like uh, Mike Tyson fought. Who the hell did he fight? I don't remember. Was it Roy Jones? Is that his name, Roy Jones? I don't remember. I remember he fought Mike Tyson, whoever it was. Um, what, Christmas time? January? February? Something like that. And it was just two old guys hitting each other. And, like, it was boring as hell. Why buy that? But people do. People eat that shit up. And it's like, if you're going to... People are going to, you know, collectively pay 50, 60, 70 million dollars to do that. Why wouldn't you? If... You can pull it off or power to you. But, um, yeah. I mean, speaking of fights, um, Aaron Donald was accused of, like, beating the crap out of somebody. I think this was more over the weekend. But, um, he actually broke up the fight from what I saw. And then the guy had to, like, come forward and be like, oh, it wasn't him. And, And it's like, um, two things. One, how do you confuse Aaron Donald, you know, defensive tackle for the Los Angeles Rams who trains with knives and is a workout warrior? How do you confuse that guy with anybody? And two, why would you pick a fight with him? I don't know. It's kind of a weird scenario that went down there. But I saw that on Twitter on Thursday. It wasn't... Kind of real quick. It didn't stay in the news very long. But, um, I mean, just kind of trying to go through some of the sports stuff before the last segment. Um, Alex Smith is retiring. Um, of course, I talked about it last summer, you know, with the comeback and that gruesome leg injury he had. It's really a good story. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, is it really worth risking your health like that? I mean, he did what he wanted to do. He said he wanted to play football again, and he did. But, I mean, is he going to be the guy anymore? Obviously not. I mean, he's missed two years of his career at this point, and it's like, I mean, he really doesn't have anything else to prove anymore. So that uh, that retirement didn't really surprise me all that much. I mean, you got Fitzpatrick in Washington now, and I mean... Sometimes it's it's time to just hang it up. And he did. Like I said, he accomplished what he wanted to do. And now he can ride off knowing he did that. Um, here's another thing, too. I'm kind of stepping out of my boundaries here. Because I am not interested in soccer whatsoever. 
Got a couple of buddies who pay attention to it a little bit, but I mean, I just can't get into it. It's not my thing. I'm not going to be one of those Twitter trolls who are like, oh, soccer's not a real sport whenever ESPN tweets about it or Bleacher Report Nation or Bleacher Report tweets about it. I'm not going to be one of those losers, but um, it's just not my thing. I can't really get into it. I've never tried to get into it. I think men's soccer is brutal to watch with the flopping. Hockey calls it embellishment. It's actually a penalty in hockey. But um, it's so phony to me. Like, the guys fall over and fake injuries. And, you know, I think it's really fucking dumb. But people are super passionate about it. I like watching the women's team because they're fucking sick. Like Alex Morgan and... Um, Megan Rapino and Julie Ertz and uh, they're they're fucking raw. Every time the Women's World Cup comes on, it's like, oh yeah, I better pay attention to that because they're actually really good. And the men's American, the American men's team has been bad forever. But um, this story was intriguing because there's a lot of parallels to American sports, seen as this was kind of an American investment. But um, European soccer. This is from CBS Soccer. European soccer was rocked by the biggest story in at least a generation for the past couple of days when 12 of Europe's biggest clubs announced plans to break away from the established soccer order and form the Super League. The plan was ultimately short-lived after the rogue breakaway group lost the backing of all six Premier League clubs. Premier League's the biggest league in soccer of soccer in the world i mean it's big in europe here we have mls here but mls is a joke for the most part from what i can gather right i mean you've got like the chicago fire and um that's the only team i can name like i don't know anything about soccer and i'm not even going to spend the time to look up anything to make this more intelligent like i am not into it but i can Premier League, Serie A, Serie A, I'm not sure, La Liga, Bundesliga, um, what the fuck's the Italian one called, oh, that's Serie A, Serie A or Serie A, I don't fucking know, but, um, I mean, you're big, like, I'm trying to see if there's, like, a list of the teams that, like, were, um, going to go into this Super League, but, um, I think they're, like, they're the big names, right? The powerhouse teams from each of these European leagues, right? Juventus, um, Real Madrid, Man U, Man City, uh, Chelsea. Uh, those teams, right? I mean, I'm not going to go look for a list of all of them. But they're the teams that have the most money. I mean, these soccer clubs are worth like hundreds of millions of dollars. It's a huge deal over in Europe. And all these teams were going to leave their respective leagues to join this Super League, right? All these powerhouse teams are just going to play each other and be damned with everyone else in the Premier League. Premier League. The English Premier League. So fucking stuffy. But they're going to leave La Liga. They're going to leave all those teams and or those leagues and just play amongst each other and it's all about money right so continuing with this article um 
I'm trying to see like if there's an actual explanation as to what it means. Um, essentially, I think it's all about money, right? Um, I think J.P. Morgan Financial Institution was like the investor in this. And uh, they were going to give each team, like invest in each team, give them $3 billion to be a part of this, right? And then, of course, with how much money soccer takes in between all the jersey sales and tickets and whatever else goes into it is going to be a huge deal. Like, in these, they're businesses. Like, these soccer clubs are, like, businesses, right? And, um... Talk about something that destroys the game. Like, I'll say this first. The name Super League is really fucking cool. Really cool. But, um, like, just talk about destroying something that doesn't really need to be like that, right? Now, um, I listen to part of my take, of course. Best sports podcast in the world. And, uh, Big Cat gave a perfect explanation that I could relate to. The whole world of soccer is foreign to me. I don't pay attention to it. I don't watch it. I don't even know that much about it. But think about it this way. Look at college football. How passionate people are about college football. You can even do college basketball too. But just imagine in college football, you have your Power 5 schools. And every those Power 5 schools, the historic programs right broke away from the NCAA and decided we're going to play our own football league Alabama uh, Clemson Texas Notre Dame USC Ohio State Oklahoma imagine all those schools leaving the NCAA and playing their own schedule right same thing with college basketball like, look at your blue bloods. Right? You got Duke, Kentucky, uh, North Carolina, Kansas, uh, UCLA, Indiana. Um, your storied programs. You could even say Michigan State. Or, um, like, uh, there's one more I'm missing. Who's like always, it doesn't matter. Um, you take all those programs and then they just play amongst themselves. It just, it takes the competition out of, it ruins the purity of it, right? And would it be entertaining to watch those all the time? Yeah, but it's like, why do that? For the money? I mean, I don't really have a stance on whether it's good or bad because I don't consume it, but I, I could definitely see why it's bad. Like, I shouldn't I shouldn't say it like that. I should say it's not personal to me. Like, soccer fans don't like it, of course. But, like, I, I wouldn't like it if something, a sport I liked, college sports is the best parallel. I wouldn't like that if that's what they decided to do, and it was all about money. So, I mean, it was just pretty interesting. But what's more interesting to me is how quickly it fell apart. Um, Chelsea was the first team to leave. Like this uh, um, idea, I guess you could call it, this plan. 
because uh, FIFA, not the video game, but <laughs> the international, um, it's like the legislative body for soccer, of course, said um, anybody who takes part in the Super League will be banned from competing in the World Cup. Now that is how you stop something like this in its tracks. When it comes to sport, there's a pride about playing for your country, representing your country in the pinnacle of athletic competition. The Olympics are this summer, and I can't wait to fucking talk about them. Everybody loves the Olympics. But what do what is better than you know watching the Olympics and being proud of your country for competing on the world's greatest stage, being a part of that? Look at hockey. Those guys love the Stanley Cup. It's the best trophy in sports. But there is something different about representing Canada or Russia or the United States or Sweden or Finland. There's something special about representing your country, playing a game that you get paid for and a game you love. You took that away from those soccer players and made them think twice. It made management and the owners think twice too. But it was a pretty bizarre story just because of like, that's how powerful money is. And, like, that's American influence, too. Like, you're taking the, like, you're taking all of the good things out of the game when you make it all about money, right? That's just how I feel about it. I don't know. I mean, maybe you listening don't relate to soccer either. But just imagine, like, if college football, all the, uh, SEC dog, uh, all the SEC powerhouses, and you know Notre Dame being a storied program, and um, USC and Ohio State. Imagine them just leaving and playing amongst themselves. It would just it wouldn't feel the same. If like if you take those eight teams I mentioned out of college football. It wouldn't feel the same if you won a title, right? It's like, oh, we didn't have to beat the best team this year because we didn't even play them. And, like, competitive people want... They don't want an asterisk next to anything. Like, I don't know. Like like I said, I can't relate to soccer very much. I'm not into it. But, like, I understand the parallel argument. It's like, damn, that would suck. But, um, yeah. I mean, you can definitely tell I'm grasping for straws here. Kind of... Everything, all the regular season stuff's ending. Like, it's going to be playoff time soon, so things will get a little busier in, you know, early mid May. But baseball started. The Cubs suck. Um, Brewers pitchings looked really good. I'm sad about that because I fucking hate them. And, uh, I mean, the Blackhawks have disappeared. They're playing Nashville. They're going to lose by like 80 goals tonight. And, um,. I can't do the NBA, but uh, last thing I want to talk about is the verdict from yesterday. I mean, we all know a year ago what happened in Minnesota with George Floyd, and um, a final verdict was reached with his trial, Derek Chauvin's trial yesterday, Chauvin, Chauvin, whatever, reached a verdict with him. He's guilty on all counts, as I think he should be. Now, before I get into this, I think I think you're a loser if you t- 
tweet about it. I do. I have no shame in saying that. If you tweet, oh, yay, he's guilty. Or, oh, justice has been served. You're a fucking moron. One, do you really think that guy would rather be alive than made an example of? I guarantee you, yes. And two, injustices happen every day. Don't martyr someone that don't doesn't want to be martyred. Like, don't do that. Don't just don't. It's it's good. Justice was served. For now, like who knows what will happen next? I mean, he does have appeals, and we don't know what sentencing is going to be yet. That takes time, but. Just don't tweet about it. Like You don't have to tweet about it. You shouldn't be overjoyed the right thing was done. But then again, I can see why you were, would be surprised that the right thing was done. Because it seems like oftentimes the right thing is not done. But I stand by my point. If you tweet about it, you're a jackass. Don't do that. Two. Um, I am glad that that verdict was reached because one it's all on videotape and for him to get away with that on the technicality of the law would be egregious but the way things progressed especially in these last couple of days concerned me a little bit one now I'm not trying to like go against the flow of anything here I'm not trying to play devil's advocate because I mean I agree with the verdict that's what I, if I was on that jury, thank God I wasn't. If I was on that jury, I would have did the same thing. But there are two things that do worry me about it. One, I don't like how politicians interf- like talk about it. I don't like that. Um, Nancy Pelosi... Maxine Waters and I think Al Sharpton was there too it's like you're interfering with a criminal trial that's illegal I mean is a big of a dirtbag this guy is he does have rights and I don't think that is how it should work let the justice system work do that like I just let the justice system play out I mean, you have this all on video camera. You saw the, um, you saw everything that happened in response to it. Let the courts do their thing. And two, I think this may set as an example that we need to be careful with. Um, Look at what happened in response to this murder the first time. Riots. Right? We can't be afraid to let the court of public opinion dictate what happens when it's different than what a court of law would decide. Right? I mean, now this is... Not the best example because it was pretty, to me, it was pretty cut and dry that this was a bad thing that happened and should be accountable. And 
when people are in the wrong, they should always be accountable. Like, this wasn't a kid who didn't know the difference between right and wrong. He knew what he was doing. I mean, I still, I don't think he intentionally did that. And that's the hardest thing about murder trials is proving intent. Which, I mean, you can take a polygraph, but that's not foolproof. You can present all the evidence you want, but you can't like literally go inside someone's head and extract their intentions from an isolated incident. Like, you can't prove his intent all the time. And that's what murder trials are about. Any way you spin it, it's about proving the intent of that happening. Did I, did that person intentionally and willfully do that? For me, looking at that, all the actions were there, but was like the intent there? They thought it was, and I won't lose sleep at night over that. But criminal courts are set up to they're set up that way for a reason right and I think <clears throat> not in this case but in cases down the line from now we can't let the public decide by their response to things look at the whole situation look what happened after like the murder, not the verdict. Riots, protesting, destruction, death, bad things. What happened? What would have happened last night if they didn't convict him? Same thing, probably. Now, like I said multiple times now, yesterday was a <clears throat> is a bad example for what I'm trying to say. But what if something happens that is more gray? It's not so cut and dry, so black and white. What if something where the details are fuzzier? It's not on camera. What if something like that happens? Are jurors going to be afraid of not convicting someone? Because of the fallout from their decision? I don't know. That's what you need to be careful of. And that's why I said famous people and politicians should stay out of it. They influence people. They have followings. And they have the power to make real change. Why don't they just make the change they need? Don't impact investigations. Don't, <clears throat> don't impact trials. Don't sway juries. That's not allowed. It's illegal. But, I mean, <clears throat> by no means am I trying to, you know, water down um, what happened or, you know, spin it in any sort of way. Like, I mean, saw people mentioning Ben Shapiro on Twitter and, like, that guy's an ass. But, like, I'm not trying to do that by any means. Like, I'm just, it's a talking point and it's something we need to watch out for. I mean, there's a reason why we're judged by our peers. It's a select public opinion. It's not everybody. It's just not. I mean, the, the public opinion and what's on the law, are, they're not always the same. 
And we have to watch out for that. And that's all I'm going to say about it. I mean, like I said, I'm glad I think the right thing happened. I'm good with that. You're not going to see me jump up and down. Oh, yay. Justice was served. Well, you know, Sherlock, it would have been better if justice didn't have to be served. It's just what happened. You can't change what happened. You can only learn from it. But you gotta, you got to be careful. I mean, that's why there's precedence in law, right? You make a ruling on a case that other cases reference for years to come the court of a pu- the court of public opinion what everybody on the streets feels is not always aligned with the facts this one's a little different it's black and white no pun intended I should say cut and dry but those aren't always that's not always how it is sometimes there are questions there are gray areas so didn't want to put too much um, emphasis on that. I mean, it was a good outcome of a really shitty situation yesterday, but I can't relate to it. Fact is, I'm not black. I can't relate to, you know, the um, the emotions of what happened yesterday. Was that a victory for them? Perhaps it was, but I can't relate to that. It's a good thing what happened, but like I said, we just, it's a strange time. We need to be careful. So, hope you guys enjoyed the show, and uh, rate, review, subscribe, of course. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat, at Jake Sawinski8, at J-A-K-E-S-A-W-I-N-S-K-I-8, and hope you guys have a good week.